Welcome to another episode of Are We Clear Yet? We're seeking clarity through dialogue is how we move. It's your favorite podcast for all things culture, lifestyle, and everything you can ever think of. I'm your boy, Dino. We got three-fourths of the team uh, on this episode. We got Alan. We got Dub. Dub, how you feeling today with that ugly hat? Ooh, we may need to go ahead and, and restart, restart this podcast, bro, because that is a terrible introduction. Um, one word made that one word made that pretty bad. And that's the word ugly dog. Come on, man. <laughs> it, it was an ugly season. Yes. Uh huh. But this franchise, come on, bro. I mean, especially not considering the other hat that I see on, on the other head over there, but I'm feeling all right, man. You know, just got off work. You know, it was a long uh-huh. day, but you know, we here, we here, brother. We here. You're looking sharp, and um, Al, how how are we doing today, man? With that glorious ball cap you got on. Whoa! Oh, that's a great hat, man. Um, the only undefeated team in the history of the National Football League. Mm. But I tell you what, man. I just a few weeks ago, I was feeling like a dolphin man in a freezer, not very good and ready to be chopped up and cooked, man. We didn't represent well to close the year out, but hey, there is hope for next year, and I'm looking forward to. Fantastic 24 season. That's all we got. We 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 have the last three games. We have that playoff game. If we're calling that a playoff game, I'm not quite sure what it was. Maybe it was a bunch of guys with a desire to go to Mexico. It's very unclear, but that's what we got. And we're not we're not losing hope. We, we still got faith. Got faith. Faith. Faith in uh, faith in what? Faith in 2024. And what it can bring. We got That's George all Michael I got faith, for you. For who? Hey, listen, we got George <laughs> for who? For, for, for which, which? The Miami Dolphins. Listen. The Miami Dolphins. Listen. We're going to finish better than the Denver Broncos next year. Guarantee I, I, that. I would tell you this. The Miami Dolphins and the Denver Broncos are both in the same position. Both teams need a new quarterback. 100%. Uh, the quarterbacks that we currently yeah. have on both of these squads... They're not it. That's a strong statement, brother. And especially because in the respective divisions, you've got a guy named Patrick Mahomes mm. and a guy named Josh Superman Allen. So if we can't rise to that level, man, I don't know how we're going to compete in our respective divisions. It's going to be tough, but that's what the offseason is for. Let's get the work in. Got to get better. That's all I can say. I'm not going to make any wild predictions. I'm saying we got to get better. We didn't win the division. We obviously didn't win the playoff game. We let we let Josh, not Superman, do that. And we just got to get better this offseason. Got to get better, brother. Got to get better. And, I mean, we just came out of the divisional playoff weekend, which was wild. You know, semi-predictable, but maybe not completely predictable. Obviously, we had San Fran over Green Bay, Kansas City over Buffalo. We had um, Detroit over Tampa Bay, uh, Baltimore over Houston. What was maybe the biggest surprise, you think, if any, out of that weekend? Um, for me, the way. Go ahead. Go ahead, brother Al. Go ahead, brother. No, I was going to say, I think the way the biggest surprise for me was Houston getting to the point they got, right? Um, and then to, 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 to compound that, 
to to watch Baltimore show them they weren't yet ready um, for the big time. So for me, that was maybe a big surprise. I, I, I'm proud of CJ. Um, everybody mm-hmm. thought Bryce, Mr. Bryce Young, was going to be an exceptional quarterback in the National Football League. Apparently, uh, he's got a couple more years before he'll get that status. But proud of CJ, man. It's impressive to watch what um, was done by D'Amico down there in Houston. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to um, wonderful things from that group coming forward. Go ahead, Dub. Houston, first of all, I have to follow that up and, and just say definitely rookie head coach, rookie quarterback to make it to the divisional round of the playoffs in the uh, in their first season, man. Like first season, both mm-hmm. positions and then together. I think that is a incredible feat. Um, that is basically their draft picks uh, coming home, man, and producing on both sides of the ball. So um, that is definitely a surprise. Um, my surprise is how how much uh, San Francisco basically escaped. San mm. Fran escaped. Skin of their teeth. Yes. And I mean, they also say that the Lions escaped and the Chiefs escaped. I think Baltimore was the only team that I can say really won their game. Everybody else, I mean, San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan almost blew another one to a seventh seed who, I mean, listen, much respect to Jordan Love. And the Packers, I mean, they they played well as you know, also in the in the first couple of rounds, man. But that was the biggest surprise to me, man. It's just um, you know, it's like San Francisco forgot how to play football, man, and they just barely escaped that win. From from a squad that was very dominant, especially when you think midseason going into the end of the season, they were smacking guys around. C Mac was all over the place. Debo obviously got hurt later in the season. But no, no one seemingly could tackle Debo for most of the year. So, but, are, are but yeah, no. Look, that? CJ, CJ finally looked like going back to the Houston. CJ finally looked like a rookie <laughs> for the first time in, in in a number of games. But I also just have to attribute that to Baltimore as just as a defensive powerhouse as they have been. They game plan for him and they made him uncomfortable all day. So all he was kind of patting the football last week. At, at their home game and doing all of that, there was none of that last weekend in, in a divisional weekend. But but all the power to him. You know, D'Amico's got to be in the conversation for coach of the year. You know, CJ will probably get offensive player of the year, we we believe. But in, And then going back to that Kansas City game, they gave non-Superman a chance to win that football game when this is Patrick Mahomes. You guys do your job. Patrick's not going to make a ton of mistakes, but you guys got to catch it. You guys got to catch it. <laughs> you guys got to at least shed your defender a little bit. And and Patrick's going to do the rest. Let's just be honest. He is. He's Patrick. And I'll say this. I don't think it came down to that missed kick, man. I think at the end of the day, he makes that kick. Patrick still has a minute 40 plus. I, I can't see him needing 35 yards and not getting it in a minute 40 plus. I feel like Pat's the new Tom, man. It, it He's... I hate to say don't it, leave man, anything on the clock don't no, do it he's amazing it's kind of um, like what aaron kind of used to be like when right. aaron had the ball last i'd be like "Ooh, this is gonna be interesting 
because he's a bad man. I don't think he's got a whole lot much more that left in him now. But when him and Devontae had it going, it was special. Man, y'all let, me, back y'all, y'all, quick, man, back y'all let me know. Y'all, y'all let me know when this Kansas City uh, love fest is over, man. Like I can't, I can't sit here listening to all that. Bro, it isn't a love fest. Keep in mind, <laughs> keep in mind we, we it's factual. In, uh, we grew up in the Tom Brady era, man, where there was never a game where if there was time on the clock, you didn't think Tom had a chance to win the game. But I think I'm not, I'm not the guy. Whoever's listening, I'm not saying he's at that level yet, but he just reminds me of that on um, that presence, man. He it, nothing. Um, seems to spook him uh, as much as it does others. And I just feel like if he's got a little bit of time left, give him 13 seconds, I mean, ask Buffalo about it. You know, so I looked at that. Going back to the Green Bay, though, I, I, does does Mike LaFleur get credit um, for making that team better than it was when it started last year? Because um, he, he, he coached the hell out of those two two games, man. Well, if if he's going to be known as a a shaper and molder and of quarterbacks and a play caller, you you do have to give him some credit for the maturation in season of Jordan Love. I'm not saying crown him the the coach of all coaches, but I mean his improvement was pretty obvious. Jordan Love, that is. Yeah, I mean, if you watch that game, Jordan Love was just one bad decision away from actually being being able to win that game. On, on that interception yeah. to end the game, this man had nothing. It was awful. It was awful. <laughs> in front of him, just nothing but real estate in front of him. Man, tuck the ball, run for the first down. Um, Aaron Jones in that play, he was just standing there. I mean, I think he may have slipped. But, you know, turn around. Your your quarterback is scrambling. Just, you know, backyard football. You know, just, just yep. run. And Jordan Love could have just flicked it to him. And and taking off for the first down. I, I think if they get that first down right there, I think San Francisco is in trouble, man. And so we can easily yeah. be looking at um, Green Bay um, in the uh, in the uh, NFC NFC Championship game. I mean, it's it was the, it was that close. I've actually like would have loved to seen that Lafleur post game because boy, he gets in his feelings in those post games. Go ahead, Al. <laughs> Listen, I was going to say, I feel like a lot of these guys, man, they get to a point in a game where it requires the simplest of plays, and it's like they overthink it and think they've got to do something different. I think he forgot how many points he needed to get in the game. You know, he thought he needed a touchdown, so he went for it. Um, But it's a maturation process, man. I think um, love is going to be all right coming into next year. But I stay away from that and look at, okay, we got four left, right? So Yep, final four. Four that are left. What do we got? What are we looking like? Let's start in that AFC. Kansas City at Baltimore. Thoughts, Dub? My first thought, man, <laughs> that I'm, I'm just I'm sick and tired of seeing uh, Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship, man. I'm, I'm sick. <laughs> I'm sick of this is five now? No, it's Where's six, he at? Six, six years as a six, starter. Six. And uh, to start his career. What a blessing! uh, What a blessing! Championship (laughs) games, man. It's, I mean, I I, I give Kermit, I give him respect. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I still don't like him. him. Hey guys, I can't do it. I can't do it. Obviously, in the AFC now, um, I'm rooting for Lamar. So, because again, shocker, Lamar. uh, Yeah, listen, Lamar has gotten a lot of criticism. Um, I think some of it is deserved because coming into the season, he only had one playoff win. 
out of four games, right? And had he, mm-hmm. I, I told some of you guys in the chat last week, that game against Houston was big because had he lost that game, C.J. Stroud would have had more playoff wins than Lamar Jackson. That was a huge win for just the Lamar Jackson uh, uh, fan base. So now that he's here, I think this is a great opportunity, man, for him. Um, I have to root for the Ravens by default. I, I'm sorry. AFC West. And Correct. So I'm tired of Patrick Mahomes. I'm tired of him. <laughs> so, uh, you know, could this be a season where both Harbaugh brothers take home the ship? That'll be I tell you what, that's going to be a fun dinner conversation, man. It's, it's going to be because, you know, the, the Pops got his, you know, back in the day as a coach. I think at Western Michigan or something like that. I didn't know that until I was watching the game. I was like, oh, Pops is a champion. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't oh, know. Yeah. The hard Which is awesome because he, he looks just like Jim, just like older. It's crazy. Go ahead. Go ahead, Al. No, I said the hardball blood runs deep, man. And I don't think most people realize that um, Mr. McDonald, the D.C. for Baltimore, he played for both Harbaugh brothers. Uh, not played, but I'm sorry, coached under um, both Harbaugh brothers. So that tree is pretty strong, man. And Baltimore's got the number one defense. Um, arguably, right now in the playoffs, the number one offense. It's it. They're tough, you know. Um, but Patrick Mahomes. If the game is close, Patrick Mahomes, and you gotta have it. It's fifteen. Yeah. It's 15. It's scary. scary. I, I, I want to know how did he get down the sideline on that last play? Um, what the? the? Yeah. Like, what is that? Like, <laughs> like, 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 you're playing football. You're paid to play. You go for that? You know, the but, NFL's um, rigged. So they're like, hey, we, 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 hey, we, need, we need Patrick. We need him to be all right. Conversation. <laughs> I, I look at um, <laughs> one thing that I say about KC and maybe looking at Buffalo's lack of defensive prowess last week. I don't think Mr. Queen and um, Roquan are going to sit in that middle and let 15 do what he want, 87 no. do what he want. So um, it's gonna be, I think that that's going to be the difference in this game. Um, they got guys who can run with the tight ends. They got the guys who can run with the receivers. And they got a D-line that's, that's pushing up that middle. So um, based on that, Baltimore should win this game. But, man, 15, as long as 15 is on that field, I kind of feel like they got a shot, Dub, man. Uh, just real, bro. Baltimore, come out firing. Do not be timid. You're at home with that crowd. You had a big win last week over a hot Houston team. Don't go in here all soft. Go up and go up a lot. And make make 15, got to throw it, and then send them dogs after them. That's the game plan. I mean, not just Absolutely. not just make 15 throw it, but make 15 throw it to somebody else other than Kelsey. I mean, uh, to me... I would think the game plan is to to don't let their best player beat you. Like I can live with a uh, Rasheed Rice uh, and Valdez Scantlin, and who's the boy that can't catch? Uh, Kadarius Tony, um, if he's healthy. Yeah, <laughs> or even on the team. But I mean, I can live with those guys beating me. Just you know, don't let. Of course, you got to key on Kelsey now. The Ravens, do they have the personnel? I think Al just covered that. But stop Pacheco, key on Kelsey, let these other guys beat you. 
That's it. If the other guys can beat me, I'll, I can I can live with it. Many have tried yeah. to contain Kelsey in the playoffs. Yeah. But he finds a soft spot in the zone. Yeah. He finds a little crease, and Andy finds a way to scheme him up. He just he just does. Andy, mastermind. He's 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 man genius. Because in game, in game tweaks, he's just oh you want to okay I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this guy out and have him run this route under this guy and you're like, oh Andy, yeah, he's great. I look at it, man. Going into this game, I think Baltimore averaged twenty-eight points. Dub, don't do that. He's he's not great. He's not. He's is he gonna do that? Dub, seriously? I, I just I'm I'm tired of. <laughs> hey, 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 that's tired. No, 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 no. I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired of the Kansas City Queefs. But go ahead, keep going. <laughs> oh, I hundred percent agree with you. I, it's kind of how we were with the uh, New England Patriots, but. I'm saying at the end of the day, you have to respect greatness. And I yeah, mean, yeah, this, yeah. This is what it is, man. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. Um, I look at it though, man. Baltimore's averaging 28 points a game. Um, KC's 21. Baltimore just has to show up and they win the game, you know, in, in the sense of play all the way through special teams, offense, defense. I think Baltimore's got a shot to take this thing all the way. Um, but they, they can't make a mistake. They cannot make yeah. a mistake. Yeah. I, I don't think either team have. Have have their defenses scored? I'm trying to think. In the playoffs? So far, I don't think so. So, you know, that, that trend probably can't persist very much longer. Someone's get, someone's probably going to get a scoop and score. Someone's going to tip it and do something with it. So, as much as you be aggressive, but don't be stupid. But go out there and win it. Go win. It's playoff football, right? It was close to a scoop. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, playoff football. So, you know game. that the margin – Right. The margin of error is very slim. Uh, I mean, just quickly going back to Al's point about the kicker, you know, I, uh, for Buffalo, I kind of slightly disagree. I mean, listen, nobody's perfect, man. But, man, a kicker has one job. Yes. Would it have left time for Mahomes in that game? Absolutely. But the kicker's job, man, is to put his team in a position to win when his number is called, man. And and that's it. That's it. So I like I don't feel I don't. I can't, I can't not put Bass up there and players that should be uh, blamed for that damn loss. But back to the conference oh, he game. Should, he should be vilified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you blame him, but then it's also like this is a guy that only has so many plays on the field for the entirety of the game. So it's like you can, but what of what value is it ultimately that you're blaming the kicker? Like, well, it, it's bad enough, man, where he's getting death threats. So, you know, it, it was a pretty important kick. Um, for me, though, Dub, I'm not saying that he is blameless. I was more saying whether he makes that kick or not, you've got a buck 40 plus on the clock and 15 in the backfield. I, I felt like the game wouldn't have been over there. And I think KC would have had a chance to come down and probably still win the game. So yeah, it was a terrible a shank. Yeah, terrible. Oh, it was bad. It reminded me of come, like Florida State, um, a couple of those uh, wide rights, you know. <laughs> one job. Go ahead, Dub. One job. The kicker I, has one job. That's it. I don't want. I don't want to hear it, man. I don't want to hear it. But 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 saying that, then you look at uh, the Green Bay kicker, then 
It's Green Bay kicker then lost that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's a rookie though. He's a rookie. No, I, I hear, but he still has one job. You've been playing football, you know. So I get it. You're rookie. All right, cool. But you've been playing football since probably you were this high, right? So I hate when you come to a point in the NFL where we're going to question your ability to play the game, um, especially when it's a position of kicking. Like you're kicking the same way every time. Okay. Based on circ- I mean, obviously based on circumstances, but yeah, I got you're it. A rookie, I got it. Four year veteran. Yeah, I, I yeah. feel like it's one job. Yeah. But, I can um, agree. Hey. Look, unless you're Vinatieri or Tuck, because to me those guys are like, they got ice in their veins. I, I don't. They could just kick it. Don't matter the circumstance, early in the game, late in the game, clutch. But does Adam and, get enough credit? I think Tom gets all the credit for winning those bowl games, right? You know what I think. All right, moving on. <laughs> San listen, Hey, listen, that's a topic for another day because, listen. I know people say that Adam Vinatieri, you know, is a clutch kicker, and I, I, I won't say that he's not clutch. All I will say though is, all three Super Bowl winning kicks that he's made, he trotted onto the field with the score tied. I think that is a different type of pressure versus a kicker coming onto the field where his team is down. If your team is losing and your kick determines OT or uh, winning the game, I think that is a different type of pressure than being able to come onto the field knowing that your kick won't lose the game. And so Vinatieri was placed in that position three times. And so I'll just put it it at that. And also, if I I go to overtime, I've got Tom in my back pocket. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot there. Lots to unwrap. I say we pocket that one for another episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Shout out to the dude that been saving time. No, I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. We're going to the NFC. San Fran is at home um, playing the Detroit Lions. What do we think? I love Detroit, man. Um, those boys are young and don't care, and they're just playing. Um, Biting off I kneecaps. Like I like them. Hey, listen, you, 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 oh my God. You don't want your kneecap busted? Catch the ball quicker, man. Jump over the tackle. Do what you got to do. <laughs> it's not an illegal play. And that's the thing. So for me, um, everybody vilified, you know, that hit as if that caused them to lose the game. I think, though, the NFL has got to make the changes that need to be made. Um, he made an, uh, a legal tackle. Um, we're judging it to be dirty, but I feel like it's within the rules. There was no flag on that play, right? I don't think there was. No, no flag. So, no. I mean, you know, so they said he had a reputation. He did it once before. I don't know if that makes you a reputation, but um, I'm good. Wouldn't I'm good. call him perfect or anything, but, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but I, I like Detroit, man. They're free. Dude, Jared Goff, to me, looks so different than when he was playing in L.A., man. He looks um, focused. He looks grounded. And he looks like he's got the confidence of his coach. And I think that yeah. makes so much of a difference, man. Kind of like Coach Mac and Tua. Go ahead, Dub. You said mac and cheese? What? <laughs> mac and tuna? What was that? <laughs> this is water, by the way. Um Yeah, uh this this is this is water too. This is water too. <laughs> uh what what I will say though is um Oh boy. 
San Francisco is going to win the game. Yeah, most likely win the game. Um, I just don't. I don't feel the Lions are ready. Uh, I mean, they've played well, and the Lions are capable of winning the game. Don't you know? Don't get me wrong, because again, San Fran did not look great last week. Um, mm-hmm. So the Lions are capable of winning the game. I, I just, it's just too many factors, man. I just feel like. I feel like San Francisco is going to make the adjustments after escaping that win last week. Um, the Lions are going into a hostile environment. And the biggest reason is because every, you, you do know now, right, that the Lions are now pretty much going to be the sentimental favorite to win this, this the rest of the way. Um, because they, Because they've never won a Super Bowl before. I think the only team left of the four remaining that's never won a bowl uh, super bowl so they're going to be the um the sentimental favorite they're they're mine that's who i'm rooting for now the rest of the way you know i I can't believe there's only three more nfl games remaining in this damn season but for the remaining three games uh you know that they're my pick and when i root for a team this hard that's not my own they normally Mm -hmm. they normally normally you know lose so i i'm (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, you know, I'm gonna so, put, so, so, I, I'm so. gonna put, I'm gonna put that Lions loss on me. I'm gonna put it on me because, you know, I'm rooting. But you I'm have rooting time for to change your mind, huh? You got time to change your mind, bro. Can you change your mind so that they got a chance? No. So what I'm gonna do is, um, I'm gonna bet the 49ers to win. Mm-hmm. That way, if the 49ers win, I get paid. But if they lose, yes, although you know, although I lose money, I'm happy that the Lions are in the bowl. So it's a win-win for me. So that's how that's how I kind of unjinx the jinx. Yeah, just just don't go too crazy on, on the parlay because unlike our friend that will go unnamed. But if you're gonna put something on there, don't get too wild. And but I do also out. have. Say again now. No, I was gonna say and check out when you uh, can check out. <laughs> check out man yeah yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah quick, i mean uh, go ahead real quick before you go man i'm looking at a couple of things though to kind of solidify some things we're looking at regular season for these two teams obviously it's a different animal in the playoffs but 28.9 points a game for san fran 27.1 for uh detroit we're looking at um for rushing a buck 40 for san fran a buck 36 for um detroit Passing yards per game, 257, um, 0.9, 258 for San Fran, 258.9, 259 um, for Detroit. I, I think they, they're they they're pretty even, man. Like Pretty close. Points, yeah, pretty close, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, 30 points separate them for the whole year. Um, you can argue that Detroit's schedule may have been a little more intense um, just based on who they are. Not necessarily that it was tougher. Um, but um, more intense. And I think from a, from a maturation standpoint, I think the difference here is, one, if Debo doesn't play, um, San Fran has to find someone that can keep Detroit's attention for the entire game. And um, two, Detroit has nothing to lose. House money. Nothing. So... I'm interested, man. I'd love to see, like you said, I'd love to see Detroit kind of take this thing. Win one for Barry, man. That'd be nice. Yeah, it, it seems like every time I, I kind of open something up, you kind of see like 
like a sentimental picture of Barry just kind of looking up and they're talking about what could be. And I saw some one person say, so, someone go sign Barry for one day so he could be on the championship squad. I'm like, man, y'all, are, the, this, the love fest like like Doug was talking about, everyone really wants it. There's this emotional connection. Like, what if Detroit? Obviously, Detroit has been god-awful. They made this massive trade a few years back, Stafford to L.A., golf to Detroit, new hope, new life. You know, obviously, you know, Coach uh, Campbell bringing – his coach Campbellness to the, to that city and to that organization. And then they're embracing him, but we got it. We have to see because uh, the, the uh, San Francisco 49ers are pretty used to playing in this game. Uh, they got this game at home and uh, they got a pretty good squad. You know what I'm saying? Debo was critical to, to me about Debo. Debo is Purdy's safety valve, you know, coming across in the flats. If he's not throwing a C-Mac, so him not having that tool in his toolbox could be very interesting because he is a timing guy. We know he likes to get it out. He's not going to hold and pat the ball very long. So how is uh, that Detroit front with old Hutch? Hutch, I, I like Hutch, man. Hutch can get after the pastor. His bull rush is is like is 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 JJ Wattish. That Joker could, could could get in the backfield. So Purdy. Better be careful. Being back there, he's coming. He's coming. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Aaron Glenn, man, good young coach, man, defensive coach there for Detroit. I feel like if he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, keeps that team grounded, they've got a squad, man. They could do it. I'd love to see Um, So, I mean, I'm looking at sentimentally, man, Detroit and um, Baltimore. Yeah. You're going to say something out? Yeah, man. I mean, at this point, I would I would love to see um, a Baltimore Detroit Bowl, man. No, number one, I mean, sorry, number two, because you already number one is already for the sentimental. But number two, you know, just so I don't have to go two weeks, two weeks, man, listening to the NFL is rigged crowd <laughs> and and those idiots. Uh, I mean. I would have to. We're not going with the color scheme thing, are we? Dude, I would have to stay off of <laughs> all sporting um, uh, Instagram groups and Facebook groups, man, and pages for two weeks because it's just going to be a whole talk from these NFL is rigged idiots, man. I, I can't, I can't do it. So um, might be able to get a uh, real quick, real quick. You might be able to get Crayola, man, as a sponsor in that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um NFL knew what they were doing too because they did that uh that campaign where they're all at the uh the script reading. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. They did it to themselves and they knew what they were doing. Yeah. This is just gonna keep them in, in, in the conversations to make just to put that little seed in your mind like, hmm. No, I mean they did that because that that the talk started uh started started increasing about the damn NFL is rigged, right? So I'm like, damn. So y'all want to tell me? So Vegas, Vegas called Joe Burrow and be like, "Hey man, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> In week five or six or seven, man, we need you to suffer a season-ending wrist injury." Kirk Cousins, man, I'm sorry, bro. You ain't gonna finish the season, bro. I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, you know, 
It gets it gets I, quite I silly. I won't I won't I won't go off. I won't continue going off, man, with this with this craziness. So I'm just hoping. The thing is, that though, it's, I mean, really, to really shut it all down, it would have to be KC versus Lions, which would be a week one. Uh, I think that was a season opener. You know, where the Lions came in to um, Arrowhead and they made a statement to start the season and beat him, right? And they beat him. They so beat him at Arrowhead. Right? That would come. Yeah, yeah. That would squash all the stupid NFL is rigged uh, talk. But that would mean seeing Mahomes in the damn Super Bowl again. So no, we can't have that. I- I'll take half. Half AFC West. Half, right. So you know, half Baltimore, half Lions. Hopefully, man, that's my heart for the Lions. I really, I really hope they can do it, man. But first time in the well, not first time, first time in the uh playoffs in a very long time. They were the team that had the longest playoff drought. And now they passed that torch to um Hey, 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 hey. Hey. I won't I won't, hey, I won't, you say, realize. I won't say that team is yeah, yeah, okay, here okay. on this podcast currently. So now that team now has the longest playoff drought. So now that the drought has been broken for the Lions, do they have enough to win four games? That's the question. They, they, they're halfway there. But they got two tougher, you know, two tougher opponents on the way. I mean, True indeed. None of us, yeah, none of us have a, um, a crystal ball in the backyard. But I will say um, Detroit – I think the way they won the game, people, there's so much conspiracy talk about how they won against the Rams, but like they were falling apart, but didn't fall apart. And I think that means something um, to a degree. You win a game like that, you know, it has to solidify, you know, your confidence going into the next game. Um, I think the first game in the playoffs was also a type of game that um, wasn't expected from them and their opponents. So at the end of the day, I think what's happening with them is teaching them how to win. Um, it doesn't yeah. have to be pretty. It just means you got to have one more point than the last team um, to get moving ahead. So just that, I think Debo is the X factor, man. Debo plays. Um, obviously, it's a whole different conversation. Debo is not playing, or he's not a hundred percent. I think um, you send your boy to go hit them knees a couple times, and then <laughs> <make it happen. laughs> but I mean, it's a it's a it's a Shanahan led team, Al. So I mean, surely a victory is in the cards, right? So I totally was going to not even go there because we know Shanahan is the uh, – there are women who wear these um, necklaces with this big um, round piece on the front. Uh, I think they're called chokers. Um, uh, one of the biggest chokers that we've seen. Jokers, chokers, however you want to frame it, um, you know, in the NFL. I, I think he's gotten a lot of cred coming forward because of his dad, you know, um, but I, I can't really see where he himself has done anything to, <laughs> to solidify. And truth be told, man, we go back to the kicker has one job. That kicker does his job for Green Bay. Shanahan's probably not here to even be in this conversation. So until he proves to somebody he can, you know, win the big game, well, to us anyway, um, I feel like Detroit, man. Let's go Lions. Hey, I had to, hey. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I had to I'm, I'm hoping for a Baltimore-San Fran Super Bowl. I know that's kind of like a obvious pick, but that's kind of what I want to see. I want to see Lamar in the big game with a chance to win a Super Bowl MVP. He's from the crib. I need him to get it. Does that get him a raise? 
uh, it gets them raised in the best players in in the game conversation. All right, I'll take that. I'll make his mom feel pretty good about that contract you got for him. Too. That's right. This this is big. This is huge. For show. This is huge. I mean, listen. Show. Um, I, I've been critical of Lamar at times myself. Um, if Lamar wins these last two games, me and everybody else has to shut up. We just have to shut up because at that yeah. point, he would not have a season where he has a he is one of the Super Bowl MVP. And the and the NFL MVP in the same season, um, and at this and at, at that point, there's there you cannot be a Lamar critic at that point, man. That at that point, you just have to shut the hell up. And so that's where we at. So he has he has two more wins, two more wins. He do. does. He's he's got to finish it off. Not just play good. No, the moments that you need to show up, show up. Make an impact on the game, winning impact, which I think he will do with his arm and his legs. I don't have any doubt, honestly. I don't. Got games to be played, brother. This weekend, let's see what happens. Let's make it work. Indeed. Guys, 2024, it's already starting off good. I mean, outside of the Dolphins not being in the hunt, I don't like that part. But this year, I have to say, it started off pretty good. You know, we're all in good health. Uh, we're praying for our, our good brother that couldn't be here tonight. Love that, man. But this yeah. year, this year, ooh-wee, we got some stuff coming for y'all. Let's go. Oh, but, uh, and, and before we sign off real quick, back to Al's comment. Kyle Shanahan is not his dad, Uh-oh. baby. See, let me tell you about Mike. Mike Shanahan knew how to. Mike Shanahan knew how to. Call. Something's going on. Something's wrong with your mic, Dub. We're not. We're not hearing you for some reason. Something's. Hey, this right here, boy. Hey, Mike Shanahan. Mike Shanahan knew how to close games. Let me tell y'all something. People forget. The Broncos went into that damn Super Bowl against the Packers. Two touchdown underdogs, double digit underdogs. Mm. The NFC had won third. 13 straight Super Bowls, dog. 13 Super Bowls in a row. The, the NFC won that. And Shanahan came in there, stopped Brett Favre from winning back-to-back, snapped that damn streak, then came back and whooped Atlanta the very next year, which, by the way, y'all, we were robbed. Speaking of kickers, having one job, Gary Anderson in that damn uh, NFC Championship game, the Falcons versus the Vikings, he robbed us of what I think would have been one of the greatest Super Bowls because it, it would have been the 14-2 and two Broncos against the 15-1 and one Minnesota Vikings down in Miami. And that would have been a Super Bowl for the damn ages. But instead, what we got, we got a damn blowout. Like, Atlanta did not belong on the same field as the Broncos in that damn game. It was, it was really a boring Super Bowl. We blew, they, we blew, they, blew, they out, blew them out. But that's yeah, the difference. Mike knows how to close games. How <laughs> does not. So... If he does it, then guess what? I got to shut up. So either Lamar or Kyle is going to shut me up this year or uh-huh. they both going to keep me talking and be going to see. No, no more chokers. Boy, Dub, Dub just, pre- he just preached the closing right there. That's it. Yeah, yeah. He done closed it out. The doors of the church are open. That's right. Let me sip my water. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, man, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks for all our listeners, all our streamers. Uh, thanks for joining us on this conversation. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, thanks for um, joining us on Are We Clear Yet? We're back for 2024, bigger and better than ever. Please show some love. Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Wherever you're listening, send us a message. Share with a friend. You've been hanging with me, Dino, Dub, and Al. We'll see you next time. Later.